Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our What Culture Gaming. I'm Josh, joined as ever by the man who plays everything, Scott Tailford, because I don't know if you've heard, but The Last of Us has had a major blowout over the past couple of days. We've got new info, we've got new trailers, we've got brand new theories. Everything. Scott, is Joel going to die? No, no, I th- I, I'm, I've come round on this. I had, I had a huge theory as to how he was, if you look at the version of Ellie that's in the Ellie's edition, she's yep. sitting on a concrete slab. Clearly, that's not her on the bed. Clearly, it's her in the future, reminiscing back to when she was in her bedroom. Joel was in the doorway, which he isn't back in the, you know, he's already left the encampment so he can't be there at the time, he must be a ghost. But then, in the gameplay stuff that's out there now, characters are talking about him being in the in the in the in the encampment in Jackson. So he was always alive. This wasn't rehearsed. I had no idea you had all that to just reel off your brain. I have a lot to say. You've got a lot to say. The Last of Us, but we're not actually talking oh, about the story mode today because no. last night there was an update that the Last of Us multiplayer mode factions is not going to appear in the Last of Us Part Two, which True. to me was kind of a shock because mm-hmm. they have hinted at it before in interviews. They said that they have they were working on a multiplayer component, but then. Last night they announced that it won't at least ship with the base game of The Last of Us 2, mm. but they have been working on something. We just don't know what it is or yeah. how it's going to release or when it's going to come. But they did sort of reiterate that The Last of Us Part 2 is their most ambitious game they've ever made. It's the it's... largest game they've ever made, and sync and multiplayer was not getting in the way of that, but they wanted to focus entirely work. on delivering. Oh, he's, you're I'm a with you, right? Surprises. You I just, with I just me, need yeah. to get this shirt out. On, I'm, I'm, I'm such way. a fan of this shirt, so I need to get it out. We're doing Last of Us news. I'll bust it out. Um, I saw Neil Druckmann wear this once, and I was like, I need that exact <laughs> shirt. I didn't kill him, but I didn't. I went and got yeah, it. Yeah, you did. Uh, not from him, but um, yeah. So they, as part of this whole sort of media coverage, um, they came out after the initial trailer that they, uh, they put out at the State of Play. Um, loads of different journalists got to go hands on. There was a whole presentation from Neil Druckmann, um, and yeah, they sort of doubled down that this is a single player experience, and that's the way that they're going. Um, but since then, um, Naughty Dog have taken to Twitter and sort of like allayed fears that there is a multiplayer mode coming for The Last of Us 2. Um, it's just not part of the main game. They said yeah. that coming out of the first game, they were working on the whole factions thing. If you haven't played factions, um, that game brings in a whole bunch of social media data. Um, so it like populates your little like enclave that you're taking care of with your actual friends' names to give you a reason to go do supply drops and things like that. Um, so going forward, they said that they had a whole bunch of different ideas on how they could build that mode out. But the way the development went, they wanted to focus on the single player um, <clears throat> and that multiplayer would come later. Yeah. So Druckmann and Naughty Dog, their official statement is that they are doing a Last of Us 2 multiplayer, it's just not in the Last of Us 2, the thing that we're, the part 2 thing that we're getting. Which kind of makes sense. We've mm. seen 
a couple of games over the past few years sort of go down a similar route where you prioritize the single player at first, then you might update uh, a multiplayer component into it, which is like, what I think they would do. Mm. I know there have been rumors I was talking to Ewan, for instance, this morning, and he worried that um, the game would be released later on as potentially like a free-to-play thing that right. could have you know aggressive monetization aspects, and that could definitely happen. Mm-hmm. I hope the the optimist in me hopes it'll just be a sort of update in the same vein as Metal Gear Online was for Metal Gear Solid Five, or you know GTA Online was for GTA Five. Well, my kind of um, general thoughts on it is that. <laughs> Annoyingly, that would make perfect sense. Not mm. the free-to-play model, but I think if they released it as Last of Us Factions, yeah. um, you could do the whole standalone thing. You could do season passes. You could do all the stuff that the likes of Rocket League and Mario Kart Tour and whatever are doing, um, You know, where you have those sort of login bonuses and things like that. You could totally do a season-long of uh, updates in terms of bringing the social media stuff in and be like, oh, this person is in, I don't know, this person needs saving this particular month, or you yeah. had more interaction on Twitter with this person, therefore this is your most valuable target, or whatever. There's data to bring across that way. I didn't even think think about it in those terms because Factions was awesome I I, I really really loved it to be honest yes, but um, the biggest biggest draw for me was that social media side you know mm-hmm. bringing in your friends list watching them either live or die because you were either good or bad in you know games and I didn't even think that they could expand that across a sort of <clears throat> seasonal you know constantly updating world where people come in and people come out it mm. interacts with like you know your real world data mm-hmm. that's a cool idea I kind of hope they do that it does make sense that they're just focusing on the single player mm-hmm. for now though I think that will I think that's what most people are you know waiting for anyway even though the Last of Us Factions had you know it's fan base it wasn't yeah. the main draw for most people I don't think I, I mean when it broke last night because um, me and Jules were sort of like still in the office when it broke and he was like oh man I'm so good I'm so disappointed and I was like yeah like I still I still like you know recognize that it sucks that it's it's not in there, but I don't care that much. Like, yeah. a lot of the Fallout Online's been like, oh my god, the game's ruined, uh, and I'm like, really? Like, come on, man. Like, the, re- the reason people fell in love with The Last of Us was not the multiplayer. It's a very solid multiplayer mode, but we're not, like, it's not what the yeah. game is. Like, like, come on. If that trailer, say, from, that we got the other night ended with a sting of, you know, factions is coming, right. I wouldn't get chills for it in the same way I got chills seeing Joel again for exactly. the first time in five years. And I mean, for me, like, it's The it's the Last of Us Part 2. It's the Part 2 of the story. It's not Part 2 of the multiplayer. <laughs> and I guess you can argue that that was an assumption. And again, the factions mode is very solid, but I just I didn't I haven't even thought of multiplayer since they've been rolling this stuff out. I'm yeah. entirely in on what are you doing with the world going forward, what are you doing with the characters going forward, the evolution of the Cordyceps virus, etc. Um, no part of the conversation until now was the multiplayer, and I get that it it's a weird way for it to roll out as this sort of like snippet from one of the Naughty Dog members mm-hmm. that was being asked in an interview, and they said, oh yeah, we're not doing it this time. Um, that's a bad way for them to roll that messaging out. They could have done that way earlier in the game and said, don't worry, it's coming later. Yeah. Um, and it does feel like PR control with them. Sort of tweeting something now, but for me, I'm it's like a 90 10 split. I'm, I'm in on the story mm-hmm. way more before that I care about the multiplayer. Again. Yeah, and I think the if it was <laughs> separate, it just makes each part of it stronger for me. Mm-hmm. If you do have factions as its own separate, larger thing that isn't diverting resources away mm-hmm. from the main game, and then you don't potentially dilute that Last of Us Part 2. Because I mean, when it comes to sort of multiplayer kind of like expansions essentially mm. back in back when The Last of Us 1 came out every single player game had this kind of tacked on multiplayer mode yes. and the factions was much more than that but still at the same time you, you kind of want to focus in my opinion on one thing especially mm. when it's a game like this which has so much riding on it so much expectation
expectation. It's so ambitious. Mm-hmm. Like you need to get that right. If people yeah. even think that they were diverting resources away and focusing on a multiplayer mode a bit more, that's going to be blamed. Mm-hmm. And even if that's not true, it's not a good look for Naughty Dog. You know, no. they're going to be annoyed if it's not. If that's even if that's not the case, it's mm-hmm. going to sort of you know impact the way people view the game as a whole. Yeah, and plus, like unlike the vast majority of publishers, Naughty Dog have the luxury of time. Like mm-hmm. it's like them, Rockstar, CDPR. Like they're some of the only publishers that can literally. Oh, sorry, uh, developers. Sorry, that can um, sort of put the walls up and say, "No, we're ready when we're ready." Um, and and no, and they have the sort of clout in the industry or with their publishers. Obviously, in their case, it's Sony to just say, "Look, give us enough time and we'll do it." Um, and I think that it's just it makes more sense if you're a bunch of developers, a bunch of creatives, you're all in on the single player thing, perfect that, yeah. and then apply all that uh, knowledge and R and D and everything else onto the multiplayer, and the multiplayer will be even better going forward. And they can put more resources into it overall. It Definitely. makes more sense to do it. Um, and plus, they've experimented with so many multiplayer games or multiplayer modes in the past that have always felt like um, tacked on stuff even if they weren't I like Uncharted uh, Uncharted's multiplayer as yeah. well but those games are known as single player games with multiplayer as opposed to yeah. here's the Last of Us multiplayer mode and it gets to have a whole rollout showcase trailer everything else that's what I was going to mention actually mm. because even though I love factions the Uncharted multiplayer never grabbed me across any of the games oh, I probably played for the most but right. even that it was it was good and it was very solid it didn't feel tacked on but at the same time you still had that same mentality mm-hmm. of oh this is a single player game and it's got a multiplayer if you want it it's yeah. not the main draw whereas I think splitting these two up if that's the way you know they go with it you let each one shine in a much more robust way then totally. you don't just view it as you know the extra mode that came with The Last of Us 2 like how even though we love it that's how we talk about factions from mm-hmm. Last of Us 1 we think of it oh yeah there was a Last of Us story mm-hmm. oh and then it had this kind of great you know multiplayer mode no one really <laughs> played if you separate mm-hmm. them you get to focus on each one and you know enjoy the fruits of that delicious labor I think it only benefits everybody going forward. It just means that you have to wait a bit longer, but hopefully The Last of Us 2 will be good enough to tie that over anyway. I hope so. You have another piece of news, Josh. I do, I do. Let's segue unorganically into the next <laughs> piece of news because um, we found out this morning, or maybe last night, that um, Frogware, the uh, studio who brought the us Sherlock the likes of Sherlock Holmes, uh, the latest The Sinking City, they just <laughs> released that earlier this year, a lot of their games, a lot of their detective games, including the Sherlock Holmes series, mm. have been delisted and pulled from storefronts across consoles and PC because mm-hmm. their publisher, Focus Home Interactive, won't transfer the rights over to the studio now that their deal has ended, which was <laughs> oh God. It's something that should just happen naturally. And yep. apparently Focus Home have said that they have a policy that they don't do this. But then Frogwares are kind of saying, well, we, we actually built the game. We built the game. We own the IP. No one told us about this policy. It wasn't included in our contract, yep. uh, but we can't do anything about it. So they've essentially released this sort of open letter to fans and mm-hmm. anyone who can actually help. Mm-hmm. You should definitely go read uh, that, you know, essentially just being like, look, these games are gone. These yeah. are, this is our livelihood. This is how we, you know, support ourselves because mm-hmm. they're not like a huge, huge developer, but they no. make solid, kind of ambitious games. And it sucks that they're getting sort of essentially squeezed out. Like First it. off, I will totally champion that Sherlock Holmes: Crimes and Punishments is one of the best, one of the best crime games you can play this gen. Yeah. I absolutely love that game. Um, but also, it's weird because if you're going to sort of, if you're the publisher and you're trying to sort of hang on to stuff, obviously they're just going to say, well, it's a policy and we don't change policies, yada yada. Um, but there's been there's been a couple other high-profile examples of this that went the other way, like. Like when um, IO Interactive left Square Enix with Hitman, yeah. they were allowed to keep that. Um, Activision, uh, when Bungie left Activision, they were allowed to keep Destiny. So it's like, well, those bigger publishers, whether they have practices in place or not, still didn't obviously see the value in that IP going forward. But assumedly, Focus Home sees some value in the Sherlock Holmes IP, or it is yeah. just as basic as, well, this is written into the contract, and we're just not going to change well, it. Well, that's not because it says, um, it says here we go, a quote from the actual mm. open letter says, as the creators and IP owners of all those games, we have no control and no incentive 
saying this. The decision of Focus Home left us voiceless. So that sort of, you know, they're actually saying that they own the IP. Mm-hmm. It's just those past games that Focus Home are not renewing or keeping up, which yeah. is just seems kind of, you know, this why, wasted revenue. Why, yeah, like, wasted. Why wouldn't you? So yeah. you know, obviously they can create more Sherlock Holmes games, but if you don't have that like base, like you said, Crimes and Punishments was mm-hmm. one of like the best ones, and that's up for at least until September 29th, but that could be taken down after that because that's when the licensing runs out, and that could be just <laughs> gone forever. Depending on how this how this rolls out, I would totally encourage people to go at least check out Sherlock Holmes Crime and Punishment, check out some gameplay, see what you think of it. I had a absolute blast with it um, to make the most of it before like the end. Um, at this stage, though, in terms of just us reporting on it, the other outlets have sort of picked up on this because the way that they've put this out, it very much is a cry for help. Yeah. Um, it's very easy to just like look at it as a contractual thing and it's like look you should have scoured your contract beforehand um, and known that this thing was coming up but that's also kind of cold and completely gets away from the reality that these are the people that made the video games in the first place um, and that you know something like this maybe shouldn't be the reason that they lose out on revenue and livelihood going yeah. forward because they said that you know their very livelihood as game developers is you know very much affected by this because it affects whole, every one of their revenue streams so it's pretty messy exactly. I mean it's, it, they sort of cater to not a niche but they have a mm. market in the sort of like gaming industry that nobody else is kind of occupying. It's cool that these games exist and are continuing to get made. Mm -hmm. Like there aren't many developers like this who get to create like sort of these titles without the backing of a big publisher or whatever. It's sort of that like double A space that we talk about Mm -hmm. that is rapidly sort of (laughs) deteriorating and Mm -hmm. stuff like this does not help and only pushes people towards either the biggest games or the Mm -hmm. smallest games and you lose that lovely in-between. Which is the thing that everyone used to love about the last generation. You had so many games that sort of were that middle tier before we had this AAA thing this generation but there are a lot of really cool gameplay ideas and the things that they've put out like I said especially in Crimes and Punishments it's literally you're putting cases together in Sherlock's mind to create thought patterns that result in the way that things can go and the different accusations that you can do and the different people you can bring in and cases can end in different ways and everything I just I always thought they were a really cool little developer yeah. and it kind of sucks if they just things come some things come crashing down where they're all of a sudden just cut off from the revenue streams that they used to make their livelihoods on and that people like me or different fans know them for in the first place it would be a shame if this is the way that it shakes out in the end. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Like you said, you know, there might be something in the contract, but they've said that, you know, they weren't told there's nothing in there that they know of. Mm-hmm. This didn't happen in the past when the deal sort of like fell through. Mm-hmm. So it just seems to be a very kind of unique situation that we don't know everything about, but, you know, I want to help them. In yeah, of course, it's, it's worth getting the conversation out. Hopefully it'll help them going forward and, and people can weigh in with like what they sort of think in the comments as well. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think down in the comments below. What do you think of The Last of Us 2's lack of multiplayer? What do you think of the game's balance going forward? And what do you think of Focus Home Interactive's different thing with Frogwares? as well. For now, though, I've been Scott from Aculture.com. I mean, Josh from Aculture.com. I'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. I eat all the words. (laughs) (laughs) For now, though. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.